Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Wiz and Ashes Daily Podcast, sponsored by Travel Bag, crazy holidays packed full of memories since 1979. I'm not sure quite what we've just witnessed, but <laughs> I'm your host, Ben Gardner, and joining me, I have Barrett Sunderessen, Crick Buzz's magnificently maned Australia correspondent. Uh, where, where, where do we begin with that? With my magnificent mane, of course. <laughs> and yours, you're not too badly maned yourself, Ben. <laughs> Enough of that. Uh, I guess we should probably talk about Ben Stokes for a little Maybe, bit. Maybe, yeah, we, we should. We have to. Well, once again, like this summer, we have to talk about Ben Stokes. Yeah. It's just that, uh, I don't know, it, it, he just seems like the guy who is the last man to leave every party and he never leaves without... Yeah, without doing exactly what he... It, or everything he can. I, I was going to say he doesn't go down with a fight, but then I realized yeah. that might yeah. not go down too well yeah. with the... <laughs> But yeah, it's it, when he gets in that mood, it does take something incredible to get him out. I was thinking like the the Mitchell Stark ball in the World Cup when he was in a a similar mood to today, and like it felt like almost everything conspired against Australia to not get him out in a way. Yeah, I mean, but the, the interesting thing is he only started like you know slamming the ball everywhere after he'd batted two hundred balls. It, it was mm-hmm. like in the overall context, it is. Arguably one of the best paced test innings of all time in a run chase. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's always going to be that debate whether is this the greatest test innings ever, is this the greatest run chase ever. But I think the way he paced it in a in a match where England had been bowled out for 67, after the amount of bowlers he, uh, see, after the amount of overs he had bowled, mm. that you can see, I'm still like shaking from that game. Yeah, yeah. so it, it it was just it was just a miraculous innings really, and England needed a miracle. And uh, it was Miracle Man, uh, Ben Stokes himself. Yeah, and su- such a sum of the shots. Because like, it was basically, he just kicked off as just in the last wicket partnership. You think he scored something like 72 off his last 42 balls. And that was all in the company of, of Jack Leach. I mean, that was, what well, I don't know what the best shot was. Probably the, it wasn't quite a switch hit, was it? Because his hands didn't switch. Yeah, but no. a reverse hit out of the rough over 
either deep square leg or backward point, whichever you like, for six yeah. against like one of the best test off spinners of all time. Absolutely. And someone who had gone past Dennis Lilly's record in this game. It was it was supposed to be all about the Aussies and Nathan Lyon. And yeah, like you said, he hit it out of the rough. And yeah. that takes a lot of doing. Most people would have just like, you know, padded it away. But to act, literally pull off a near switch it to that and then he hit it a long way as well yeah. he hit a lot of sixes today but that I think when the when the long because there were a couple which just kind of flew over the or mm-hmm. diving Aussie fielders but this one just went a long long way just an extraordinary innings but if you think about it he he did have a lot of opportunities in the World Cup to pull off run chases but he never ever finished them not even in the final yeah, let's true. not I know you're English, but let's not forget England did not win the World <laughs> Cup. Like, you know, they won it on boundaries. So maybe he had a couple of boundaries more than <laughs> New, like New Zealand did. But he could not pull off a run chase. So it, it, it clearly meant a lot to him, the way he celebrated and the way he went about it. And for me, the images that will stand out are every time Jack Leach faced the ball, Ben Stokes did not watch. Like I've yeah. never seen stuff like that happen before. So he was at the non-striker's end. Uh, and like, you know, he wasn't watching it till the last minute. It's It's incredible. Is, is there anything Australia could have done? Did, did they bowl badly? Could they have changed their bowlers? I mean, obviously there are things they could have done in that they there was that horrendous miscatch. There's a good picture going around, actually. I mean, there's loads of great stuff on, on Twitter. I'm sort of like, <laughs> everyone is raking in the likes. But there is a, one picture of like Tim Payne and I think David Warner running towards Nathan Lyon with glee on his face. You can see the ball having just gone through his legs yeah. as he's dropped it. Oh, so there was that. There was Marcus Harris, poor Marcus Harris, having no. come into this test, uh, who dropped it in the deep. Uh, there was the LBW, which they went up for a very speculative one that was just like desperation, really thinking like, well, we may as well take it because because why not? And then the next over, that that was why not? So obviously there were things they could have done. But from a, a tactical point of view, from a bowling point of view, was, was there anything really? See, but that's the thing. Like we were talking about some time back that cricket is a team sport. It often comes down to individuals who win and lose matches. Mm-hmm. And they were just rattled. Like the way he was striking the ball. And and like I said, it, it it wasn't like some late order. If Jofra Archer had done what Ben Stokes did today, I'm sure they would have found a way to get him out. Yeah. But it was just someone who was so well set. And like, yeah, you can look at it and say, yeah, Australia gave up too soon in get him, getting him out. But they tried to get him out for 200 deliveries and failed. So tactically, what else could you have done but spread the field out? And like, but it's... It, it, Pat, Pat Cummins and Josh Hazelwood have played a lot of one-day cricket, but they are bowlers who do get rattled when batsmen go after them. Mm-hmm. And this is such an unnatural scenario as well, right? Where you have every man on the boundary, and like Tim Payne said, maybe that's where he got it wrong. Like maybe he should have, like you know, at least read into the bowler's mindset and what they wanted to do. Because generally, when you see, it, like you know, and you're attacking fast bowlers, Pat Cummins is an attacking fast bowler. It was Josh Hazelwood's test match before Ben Stokes came in. Mm. He nearly took 10 wickets. He could have. Yeah. And uh, then to then see like every man on the fence, you become defensive yourself. Mm. And like some of the, even the ball that he got the, the winning shot off, it was short and wide with all the guys in. You can see that they were just rattled. Even, even the DRS call, it was just one of those, okay, we can't get Ben Stokes out clearly. So let's try everything and get Jack Leach up. Like, you know, if, it happens. It happens in cricket where you, like, one guy just has that that special day and leaves the opposition rattled more than anything. So do you think the, the, the way they were rattled, does it, does it make you worried about their sort of prospects going forward? Was this a team sort of worried about their chances to lose, to, to win the Ashes slipping away? Or is this a team just wilting in the face of a, of a great test knock, do you think? Well, like, they've spoken so much about 
using the blueprint of the 2004 tour of india like justin langer like hopped on about it he was part of that tour and they won in india after many many years so and they've come here with a plan they've come here with processes or oh, processes i sound like a cricketer all of a sudden <laughs> but yeah they have come with a plan and they ha- did stick to it till the very end till those last 42 balls they had done exceptionally well they they were like just within touching distance of having retained the urn but will australia get rattled like to to an extent where they'll struggle for the rest of the series at least they're fortunate enough to have a 10 day break between mm, now and yeah. manchester if this had happened in lords then yeah i mean whoever you are you would have struggled to get back up at like you know at least if it would have happened but because it's a there's a 10 day gap and there is the derby game and like this time to like you know maybe bring in a couple of new guys in maybe Mitchell Stark gets a game now in Manchester yeah. and and Pat Cummins has played three test matches on the bounce after having played the world cup so yeah yeah towards the end you could make out he was a little uh, all over the place so uh, i think australia the way they have been so far on this tour will recover tim pen seems to be the sort of guy who who admitted to having like messed up to, towards the end like uh, which was i think like uh quite admirable like you know mm-hmm. he didn't like make excuses for anything which is quite good so i think this australian team with justin langer at the helm uh, will not get rattled to that extent where suddenly you'll just like they'll be bowled out for 60 like england yeah okay yeah yeah <laughs> uh, yeah you mentioned mitchell stark i guess you're always a better player when you're out of the team and in a way you're not going to ha- like that's not that can't happen for a third time <laughs> so like uh like you you can't pick a guy just because you might be in a basically a sort of one day situation and need yeah. someone who can bowl yorkers and keepers cool but Well I guess I guess do, do you think he should come in and what other changes do you think they'll make I mean especially with Smith coming in who will he come back in for Well opening is a problem for them like David Warner has made 160 but their openers have been pretty ordinary throughout this mm-hmm. and Warner could have been out so many times which he himself admitted to so uh openings a problem but like they've tried Bancroft they've tried Harris now you can't technically drop Harris after just one game like you will have to unless they just decide to open with Kawaja who himself has not had a great tour yeah. and then bring Smith in because you can't drop Manus Labushain because he's like played three innings played made like he's top scored in each one of them so you can't drop him so um smith obviously comes back oh, I, i pity the derbyshire bowlers and the support staff <laughs> will be there like he's going to yeah going to be some pain like yeah uh, <laughs> like yeah there'll be some weary shoulders after that game <laughs> so uh it, so will mitchell stark come in before the series had predicted he won't play at s because he was the only bo- He's the only guy among the six that they brought here who has the potential to leak runs and mm-hmm. Australia seem to have come with a plan like I said it's all about balance it's about um control and discipline so uh, stark but having said that they did leak a lot of runs with the second new ball today mm-hmm. and like they didn't bowl too well with the second new ball uh, like yeah every, everybody's going to talk about that's 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 the amazing thing about test cricket especially a test like this people will focus so much on that on the last 20 minutes but there's so much that happened like you know in just, the 3 and a half days before that like and, yeah. in, the well. and in the day as well just like, like what so australia started with what four maidens in a row before and got off the mark then joe gets out before the second new ball and you think are oh, england are going here and then besto besto's knock i mean i actually don't have it hand what it what it was and yeah. it, it i mean it wasn't a half century but it was it was really it was crucial really in yeah. in taking the initiative back especially against the second new ball i mean i think most people kind of assumed england would exactly. kind of crumble then Uh, and then obviously Ben Stokes running out Josh Butler as well. <laughs> yeah, Chris Wokes playing probably the worst shot of the lot. 
Yeah, it was one of those uh, Chris Fox has not had a good test match. No, I think he can do with the boys. But I I I don't want to say this about Joe Root's dismissal though. It's a lesson to everyone in England. If you are planning to leave anything, whether it's your crease or, you know, other stuff, you better know why you're leaving <laughs> <laughs> or you get stranded and like yeah, Excellent. look a little embarrassed. <laughs> and then David Warner took a took a brilliant catch there and then dropped one later there was just so, so, so There's much. So much, like, so yeah, much. Exactly. And, like, and like, how, I don't know how many people will remember that England bowled out was 67 day before. Yeah, and we thought the, the yeah. lowest first inning score in uh, that aside from bowled out for to win a test since 1887. There you go. It's, uh, it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, and Back oh. when they never played cricket on Sundays. Imagine <laughs> if, like, yeah, we didn't have cricket on Sundays. Yeah. Most exciting things these days in England seem to happen on Sundays yeah. for some reason. <laughs> so we should talk, I guess let's talk about the two spinners a little bit. So Jack Leach. He was obviously the greatest one, one not out in history. Um, who, uh, yeah, just the way the crowd would stand up and applaud every time there was a back foot defence or a forward defence. It was just amazing. The way he took his glass off and wiped them off between each balls. He's, uh, he knows how to endear himself to a crowd. Uh, but probably we'll talk about Nathan Lyon, who has he been a bit, a little bit below par the last three innings or so, despite obviously having gone past that, that record today? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a Nathan Lyon pitch, really. I mean, mm. a Nathan Lyon pitch is one where there is bounce, but there is, there is like bite, but there is also grip. Mm. And if you n- notice this pitch, it was coming on a lot more, especially today. And yes, there was turn, yes, but it wasn't like edge baston where it was like gripping and like, you know, jumping at the at batsman because that's when you bring in short leg and leg slip, which is where he gets most of his wickets. But if you notice, not many balls really like popped up in that direction. And Ben Stokes could just literally clear his right leg and swing. And again, maybe a tactical mistake by uh, Tim Payne. I mean, it was basically a gamble he was taking with like, you know, bowling Nathan Lyon to him. That's when the momentum really shifted. But... Uh, I mean, he is a world-class spinner. He's second, like you know, he's mm. number three behind Glenn McGrath, Shane Warne. Who who would have thunk it? Really, like five years ago. So there's no question about his place, is there? It's more just no, a slight. A slight. There is nobody else. Like Manus is out of place. No, I think you. That's the thing. It's it's one of those. And I was just about to write that line <laughs> up, uh, upstairs, but it's one of those misadventures where you honestly you're better like you're you're better served if you do not. Uh, like you know, get tempted to um, indulge in a postmortem for mm. like you know you you'll never end. There's so much that you could have changed, yeah. yeah. But eventually, I think you just have to like take your hat off to Ben Stokes and say, "Well played, mate." Like you know, what else could I have done? We tried everything. Yeah, we, we made mistakes. Obviously, you don't lose unless you make mistakes. Uh, Nathan Lyon, sim- like we'll think about it similarly. You did see towards the end. It was uh, we were discussing this earlier. Like you know, he hit the ground like it was like one of those. Football World Cup uh, knockouts, yeah. where, and then Tim Payne went and like li- picked him up. And I asked him about about that. I, mean, I asked Payne about that in the press conference, and he said that yeah, he he apparently told Lyon that like you know I want you to look strong here so that the younger members like you know which mm. is quite like a point in point yeah. really for me. So yeah, he would be down. Uh, he could have had Ben Stokes out. Like again, we go back to ifs and buts and whens and could have and should have, but these things happen in test matches like this yeah it's, it's another thing you should look at actually is that there's a video of the winning moment a slow-mo from side on and you see as soon as ben stokes hits it he celebrates before anyone in the crowd celebrates he just he just knows and he's so in the zone that he like <laughs> he kind of knew like almost as it was bold that it was going for four it was uh yeah another another one to look out for and yeah, absolutely and that's when you see lion dropping to the floor yeah, as well yeah, exactly. and, and, and like 
another like again another moment i don't know how many people noticed when ben stokes got to his 100 you see jack leach walking towards him to congratulate him and ben stokes just asked him to go back mm. yeah and like you know you could make out he was in that kind of zone like he yeah and uh, maybe it goes back to the world cup like you know there was the, the game against sri lanka and i think yeah. there was another game was it against pakistan i don't remember where um it came down to him and he couldn't he couldn't finish it off and well, the australia game as well wasn't there yeah oh the australia game as well correct and, and in the final like we yeah, said he, yeah, he exactly. did not pull it off yeah. england he did not pull it off so uh yeah i'm sure that all that was like bearing on his mind and you know uh, Headingley yeah. 1981, Headingley 2019, like yeah, it's, it's, I'm sure it's he wasn't an amazing ground for it. Yeah, and actually, I felt there was something. I think there's something at Headingley. I think partly it's just because it can be quite a fast-scoring ground and a ground where you kind of have to pitch it up to get your awards. But the game can get away from you really quickly as a bowling side. It happened in 2014 when we played Sri Lanka and Matthews and Harath. But on that partnership, it happened on day one with. Labuschagne and, and Warner, and obviously England was searching a bit, but you kind of you, you do have to keep trying to pitch it full here. And it happened with that new ball, and that's it. But it's it's just yeah, another incredible day on a on a on a pretty incredible ground. And it is that new stand is is amazing as well. Did you get a chance to go up there and uh, and look out from it? No, it's, it's been, quite I've, a view up there. It's I've it. been busy working in the yeah. Facebook. I mean, but you know how I work. I keep walking around and like <laughs> no, but uh, it like you know if you look at great test matches around the world they generally happen on grounds with like which have quick outfields and mm. uh, a truish pitch whether it's like 2001 calcutta or uh like you know the the games in south africa maybe the bran laraches in uh, barbados mm. they're all like fast scoring grounds because like you correctly said you you want games to turn quickly and that's when you get exciting encounters i mean on slow dry some pitches that you find in india you, you might get an excite but it will be an exciting game of another kind not like a like you know one team dominating for three days and then one team like jumping back and fighting back and like yeah it is definitely a bigger comeback than uh, 1981 for sure i mean teams don't get bowled out for 67 and the way they were bowled out as well it yeah. was like you, you they like it wasn't like they dragged on for 60 overs and got bowled out for 67 they were like blown away in 27 overs so it was a fresh australian bowling attack as well in the second inning so so to chase 362 and like people have forgotten that it was 362 they nearly yeah, chased true, 400 yeah. like yeah. now everybody's talking about the last 70 runs but joe root and joe denley played yeah. a huge role yesterday i mean in when you look at it and i thought joe root batted the best he has in a long time mm. in test cricket anyway so there are so many elements to this test match we could just keep talking about it for the next 10 days before we <laughs> yeah, do it all over again, again. Yeah. all right well we we should probably end it there i guess we concluded it probably wasn't the best test innings of all time maybe not even the best test innings of the year which yeah. might be kasab prayers One five three, and in weirdly similar situations, a last week partnership just a little bit bigger against an attack, probably just as good, and yeah. in a, even more unlikely circumstances, Sri Lanka never win outside of Sri Lanka, let alone in South Africa, where no touring teams ever win. They've been destroyed by Australia. Like I was there watching them yeah. being destroyed. Like yeah, I mean when you when you see a batsman get retired, hurt, walk in, and then replace another batsman who's been retired, you know a team is in trouble. That's yeah. where they were before they went to South Africa and pulled that off. So definitely, Kusal Pereira's innings. should be rated higher i know like because we are in england everything you have that happens in england always gets like you know highlight a lot more than what happens around the world i'm sorry ben i'm just saying no. pot shots yeah. pot shots at your kind but <laughs> uh and it pro- probably wasn't the greatest test match ever i think between two teams who are still not that that not neither of them that neither of them are great teams so you look you, yeah. you you want you want the great test match ever to be between two properly classing but i think we can probably conclude that ben stokes is on his way to becoming 
one of England's greatest ever cricketers and is maybe having the greatest summer an English cricketer has ever had. Definitely. And uh, just says so much about the the character of that man. I mean, he's, he's done some silly stuff in his life. I mean, and he's he's never stayed down though. I mean, mm. I was there in Calcutta when I uh, remember the name Brathwaite happened. And, and I remember seeing him the next morning at the team hotel. I'd gone to meet a couple of West Indian cricketers and he was there. Sat, I think his partner was with him on one of those like side tables in the hotel like you know no no like it was like he'd been bereaved nobody knew what to say to him he was completely broken you know world cup final yeah. then bristol happens then he still comes back from that and then the world cup final happens and like you know he comes keeps coming back in that final like you know the super over all that put together um and and here like you know it's 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 he is something there is something special about him like he is an x factor cricketer that england have not had like they talk about andy and flintoff a lot but i would rate ben stokes higher oh, than definitely yeah. anyway, he's getting yeah. close to being above both of them as well i th- i think i think we should we should probably uh end it there but th- thank thanks very much for for joining me we will get we'll get you on again sometime hopefully talking about like long hair and not cricket (laughs) I've been your host Ben Gardner I've been joined by Barrett Sunderesson Crick Buzz Australia correspondent Uh, this has been the Wisdom Ashes Daily podcast sponsored by Travel Bag Crazy Holidays packed full of memories since 1979 and please if you enjoyed it we do a weekly podcast every week so you can subscribe to listen to that and uh, yeah on the podcast app on Spotify and please also tell your friends thanks Podcast Network.